Kentucky fries. Scott, it's Christmas week. Yay! I cannot believe it's really here. It's flown by. 2023 Mm. is almost at a close. So glad it's snowing. The country Christmas, you and I. Mm. I rode a Clydesdale here. (laughs) Covered in snow. Ever seen a Clydesdale? (laughs) They're They're huge. Huge. Massive. Scott. Yes. No horses at Christmas Eve this year. Nope. This Sunday, if you're listening when this comes out, two mm. or four o'clock, no morning services. No we morning services. Love Christmas Eve. And it is the last service ever at the Shreveport Convention Center. Oh, but last week, Jordan goodness. said, don't say never. Well, I mean, you just you just don't know. You we don't fl- know. We, float, we have no plans. Never, we float we're around. never going back. We're never, ever getting back. Never Every time you say back. never, you know how that never, goes. Never, ever. That's right. So we moved all the stuff out from the kids' ministry last week, Scott. It's a lot of stuff. We're moving to the boardwalk, setting up shop. We'll be in the Regal 14 Theater starting January 7th. No services on December 31st, New Year's Eve. Enjoy time with your family. Be traveling. Come back. January 7th. Not New Year's Eve. Oh, no, it is New Year's Eve. Never mind. I'll be quiet. Okay, thank you. Christmas Eve. This Sunday, December 24th. No services the 31st. No services the 31st. Regal 14, January the 7th. Come back the 7th. And just to be clear and remind people if they ask that we are still planning to move down to the other buildings on the other end, the yes. old bar there, the two-story, it's all under construction, stuff's moving along, yep. they got the in air fact, conditioning unit in. Yeah, if you were driving on the interstate a couple of weeks ago or work anywhere around Bossier, you might have noticed a giant crane it was hard to over miss. there. They were lifting AC units onto the roof. Onto the roof. It's happening. So it's it's happening. moving along. But it'll be a year or so, maybe a little longer, maybe a little less. You know, it all That's depends on goes. weather and everything. But uh, yeah, hopefully within a year at some point. We so will the have Regal 14 is temporary. January yep. 7th until the foreseeable future. Join us back at the boardwalk. Today. <laughs> Not today. Unless you're listening to this. On January 7th, then it would be true. Tomorrow. <laughs> But today, <laughs> today, but today, Scott, you and me are going to tag out. We're going to bring hey! in lead pastor Justin Hagelin mm, and J-Dog. share an interview with someone who actually knows stuff about country music. Yeah, because you and me, not so much. Nope, Jordan, biggest country fan over here. Sure. Yep. I don't even. I I don't even know who Charlie Daniels is. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. I actually, rest in peace. Yeah, I actually worked for Charlie Daniels one time. So. He's on a nice, horse farm. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Scott, he was. He was very nice. Scott rode room. an Arabian horse to Charlie Daniels. Yep, I did. I said, hey, <laughs> Charlie, what's up? And he said, and you are. No. <laughs> but Justin got to talk with Danny Orton, a songwriter, Shreveport native. Who was, yeah, he's a Shreveport, Shreveport native. He moved to Nashville. Justin knew him from way back in the Open the Eyes days and before days, that. writing music. And he's literally written for Sugarland, everybody. Tim name. McGraw. He is a prolific, well-known... Bonafide songwriter in Nashville and uh, so and somehow he's friends with Justin so. <laughs> took Justin's phone call Justin interviewed yep. him on Zoom you can watch the but they, full but, interview but they go way back I yeah, mean, they, they are friends they right, are right. legit friends so. so check it out on YouTube subscribe to the Simple Church YouTube channel if you'd like to see Danny and Justin talk but mm-hmm. we pulled the audio today to share yep. with you this country Christmas interview and we, we cut Justin out completely <laughs> Not it's kidding. only Danny talking. No. Justin did a great job talking with him, and we wanted uh, and to share that. And also some of the band members, too, I understand. Nope. Nope. Justin oh. just talked to Danny. Never mind. But then. Danny may be in another video with some band members. Oh, okay. At a separate time. But this interview, Justin oh, and Danny sorry. Orton, thanks for listening. We're going to end it with Justin, so have a Merry Christmas. Subscribe Merry Christmas. wherever you listen to podcasts. Make Happy sure Christmas Eve. you leave five-star reviews. What's up, Danny? Good to see you, my friend. Danny Orton. Hey, Orton. man. How you doing? from Exit, son, back in the day. That was my roots. You got to go all the way back. You got a lot of fans still in Shreveport Bossier with Exit. 
Uh, very successful since then. Songwriter up in Nashville. Man, we knew each other because of his wife, Tracy, and all that. But thanks for helping us with the video, too, because he, you're a star. <laughs> you, we really hadn't heard the song yet, but I really will send it to you so that you can make fun of us. You know? I told you I would do it as long as you didn't make me look like a jerk. <laughs> You're not getting yeah, You definitely didn't look like a jerk. You were actually nicer. We got pretty tickled on our end because it really did freeze. It really times. did freeze. Huh? <laughs> anyway, so tell me what you So let me give, let me brag you a little bit. Reba yeah. McIntyre, you've written for her. Tim McGraw, written for him. Dan and Shay, more recent. Emerson Drive. Was that a number two song, Emerson Drive? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Rascal Flats. Mm. Billy Ray Cyrus, Chicago. Mm. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the people want to know really about the songwriting side of things because we had fun with it, wrote this song for Christmas, but it's not easy. This is a difficult thing. But give us a little bit on some of all of that, wherever you want to go. Oh my gosh. I just feel lucky. I told Trey, we've been here since 94. You know, I was on the fire department down there. And yeah. then I had uh, six months left. I would have been vested, like I could be drawing a retirement right now. And because we were so smart, we moved up, you know, with, with no jobs. But it was a God thing because yeah. a month after that, uh, I was at the right place at the right time. And uh, I got signed to Universal, ended up being there for 16 years. And then I've been at BMG and Warner Brothers, you know, different. Uh, so, For somebody that don't know, though, when you sign like with Universal, how does it work? How does how does songwriting work? They can put you in the right rooms, like the right artists and stuff, and create opportunity, possible opportunities yeah. for you. You know, like you artists like cutting the stuff they write. You know, so if you can get in the room with them, that's good. Universal is great about that. You know, so I got to write with people I never would have. I never would have sure. got to write. And then they cut you a basically a, a stipend or a check, and then if you have a song, yeah, you get like a draw. They call it a draw. You get a monthly draw, and then it's like a balance against your future earnings like your future royalties how long did it take you to get to the black how much was your first song i don't remember like i know that rascal flash when i had stands shake it off then you stand it was also on a record that sold like six or seven million you know so it's like that was that's a really good time for us. <laughs> we liked that. And then I had another one, another hit after it, you know, so like we had two in a row. So that was really like, oh, this is our new life. I like this better. <laughs> this is cool. But, you know, it was, uh, it, it, we've had ups and downs, like I've told you before. Oh, you know, it's, sure. it's like a feast or famine kind of thing where uh, if you haven't hit on the radio, it's great. And if you're not, it's scary. I've told Trace, I, I feel, I can't believe that since 94 that, I've gotten to make a living and sometimes a really good living, like just making stuff up, you know, just writing. So, well, you're a, but you're a good writer, man. You don't, you don't have that many people pick your songs, <laughs> work with you because you're average. You're at the top of the top, man. There ain't no, no, nice you can say what you want to say, but that's a fact. <laughs> I get lucky sometimes. Well, when you say you get lucky, the truth is your talent has, let other people recognize that one of my favorite guys and i know you've worked with him he was in christian music when we were in nashville for our little brief stint and that's dan huff you've worked with dan oh huff. gosh yeah and dan is fun he's a great guy he's a great phenomenal guy, guy. but their, their practice room giant when he had the 80s yeah. band it was yeah. next to our practice room so jeff moore all of the forefront guys and so we were always buttoned up next to him but we opened up when they came out we opened up with i'm a believer remember that song Great. You know that I'm 
Dude, there is nobody better than my and, – and now Dan Huff produces, what, Carrie Underwood. I mean, he's done everybody. He did flat. He did flash. That's how I know yeah. him. He's, I think he's done just about everybody, too. But you're, you're in it. I mean, that's what's so crazy. I mean, give me one of your favorites. With Stan, I mean, Stan. But what – Tim McGraw, what was his uh, – wasn't it a um, – Oh, Angel Boy. Boy. Angel Boy, yeah. I, knew I, I was doing these gigs – I remember when Hannah, our oldest, she was small, like two or three. For a year, I went down uh, to uh, Hawksbury Saloon in Key West. I would drive down. I'd drive to Orlando the first night, then I'd make it down to Key West. And the following night, I'd start playing. I'd do 10 shows. I did five thirty to 9 show. And uh, so I did that, and then I'd drive back. I'd stay in Valdosta, Georgia on the way back. And then, and so, uh, but I, I'm on the way back, you know, Key West is like nuts. Like, you, you can see anything and everything there and oh yeah it's wild and so i remember thinking on the way home i was like what if somebody strayed so far away from god they thought god said you know what man i blessed you and all stuff that i'm washing my hands because you don't care you know and I, that's how i wrote that song And I just wrote it with a handheld recorder and then learned how to play it when I got home. You know, that's how I write 100 percenters. I write them all in my head. Like, So you hear the melody? I hear everything. Like I hear like, I can hear the snare sound. I know I know what it's going to sound like when I'm writing. I don't, I don't use an instrument when I write 100 percenters. It's all in my head. And I don't learn, I don't know how to play them until I sit down in, in, my, in my rig to start that cutting. That's crazy, Dan. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know it's weird. But that's how, that's how I do 100 percenters. It's, it's odd. <laughs> so then explain for the person that don't know, 100 percenters, when you write it 100 percent, if you co-write with someone, you can yeah, split it three. One, that's just, just two-way. Yeah. One, and it can two go way. up to four-way, though. You can split it three or four. There's, sometimes there's, in pop, there's like eight people on a song sometimes. Wow. Because you got producers taking a, a portion and all that kind of stuff, and they, they're listed as a writer. All right, so tell me about the Reba song. She ended up calling me and thanking me for the song. That's cool, man. That, that, she was very sweet. She was really sweet. So what was the title of that one for the people out there listening? You're going to be. kind of goofy after I write like because right. I've just been focused I guess I don't know and uh I'm kind of weird after I put a little bit for an hour or two I'm kind of yeah for a little you know after when I get through writing it's weird but I so love then, it so then Dan and Shay was a, a recent big one I mean that's been within the they, last yeah time. they I cut their first record in our basement it's not at this house it's in another house yeah and, um, they basically lived with us for over a year you know they they, they stayed at our house mainly you know they stayed at our house most of the time. We fed them every night, and the friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, that's because you and Tracy are good people, man. Y'all know what's going on. That's yeah. on Freeport Firefighter, and you know how to do a big meal for everybody. Yeah, we had a pool at that house, so uh, we had a good time. It was fun. That's, I, that's... I grilled a lot. I like to grill. Hey, don't we all? That's ain't nothing wrong with that. But all right, you got all of this in the past. Super mm -hmm. successful. All that mailbox money back in the day. And then it went, and then it went down to where it's the struggling side of songwriting because it's not easy. Yeah, we've had both, definitely. Right. And in that struggling part, it's mainly just because it's hard to get the songs to the artist. What's the, what makes it difficult? These days, it's like you're up against so many more things than just other good songs. Yeah. You know, there's who owns the publishing on it? Who's this? Who's that? And it's just these clicks. Yeah. Different clicks. But the way I look at it, one thing I've learned, it's not how many I write, it's what I write. That I don't care if I'm in the right click or if I have the right publishing company owning or whatever. That an artist and a producer and a label hears this and says, "If I don't cut this, I'm an idiot." Yeah, like that's 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 how good. That's my that's my bar. That's and you got I, some coming out right now. You working on some stuff? I'm working on some stuff, but I'm praying it happens because that would be that'd be really be good. How, how many songs do you have waiting to be recorded right now? I, I think 36 songs. I'm in the process of demoing right now. And mainly, all I have to do is sing them now. I, I have, most of them I just have to sing. And for like, the record, for I've got the tracks done, so I don't have a, I don't have the track starting the one we did yesterday. Right. But you know, but the other ones I've gotten to the point where I've sang, uh, I've sang several of them, but I'm in the process of doing vocals now. So I'm just in the process, like get up, give me some coffee, and you know, work it, baby. I'm gonna start singing too early, but you know. Hold on, I got to brag on you because most people don't know this. He's not just a songwriter; he's super talented. He was a lead guy for Exit, amazing yeah. singer. Played keyboards. You played that old uh, guitar too back in the day. Though. Yeah, I get I get uh, kidded about that a lot. Keytar. Yeah, but dude, you were a great vocalist. So I, you you better send me some of your new stuff so I can hear them. them I'm going to send you some new stuff. I'm going to send hey, you. New it'll make you kind of laugh because you remember when I sent it to you last Easter when Jeff Gibson, who lives in Nashville, was in town. Yeah. And he started yeah. off with a little Kayla, and I went ahead and hit some for you, and I sent you that little. Uh, yeah, I know that little video. We may end up down back there. You, know, you got a there. you got a wedding coming up anyway. We may we may see or hear that you're around there. Yeah, Hallie's getting married like uh, June first. She's getting married down there. And then our other daughter just got engaged this last weekend. Good, nice, son. You getting rid of them? They're killing us. That dog. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, you better have a song real quick. Hey, the good news is when you hear Country Christmas, it might just it might just take off and it and it's you sign and you can. Do both weddings. You never know. I, I, I'm anxious to hear it. Yeah, that's a joke. That's a 100% joke. All right, dude. I can't thank you enough, man, for taking time to talk to us. It's dude, so good to see your face, man. I, I'm anxious to get to talk to you. I like that. I love you. I can't thank you enough for getting on the podcast, having a little ton of fun. And then y'all got to celebrate it. Danny's the man, son. I don't care what he said. He don't uh, want to brag on himself, but it's the truth. Danny Orr is the man, son. Oh, you're crazy. If it wasn't for you, let me just brag on you. I'm going to close with this. Oh, my goodness. This is the truth. You just have to receive it sometimes. Uh, it wasn't for you guys in Exit, really, Compton and Full Co., all of it. Oh, Appreciate I wouldn't it. be doing what I'm doing because the music is what got me into ministry. And so I tell people this all the time. You have always had a special place in my heart. 
I'm oh, forever grateful. And as silly as it is, it's good to know God uses sinners because we were all sinners at that point and still are. Well, I'm living proof of that for sure. But what's crazy is that was my path to go into music and that path to music will put me in the ministry. So I'm forever indebted to y'all. Super grateful. Oh, man. Well, you know I love you. I love you too, man. Thanks for doing it. God bless you, boy. You too, man. Peace. I'll see, I'll see you soon.